This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host, Akansha Kumar. The malafide intentions of the users of social media platform Facebook have been questioned for a while now. The ripple effect was felt here in India in August 2020 after the Wall Street Journal published a story about an Indian politician getting a leeway despite posting stuff about Rohingya Muslims which was mostly hate speech. This was followed by a series of reports in the Indian Express, the Time magazine, in November last year after the Facebook papers came to light. The Facebook papers were essentially a series of revelations by a former employee and whistleblower, Francis Haugen. Today, I have with me in the studio Kumar Sambhav and Srigirish Jalihal from the Reporters Collective who have recently filed a four-part series for Al Jazeera that unravels how the ruling party BJP has been abusing loopholes that exist in terms of transparency policy, ad policy of the social media platform Facebook. And I'll first introduce uh, the panel to you. Joining me in the studio are journalists from the Reporters Collective. I have with me on my right, Kumar Sambhav, an investigative award-winning journalist. His investigative stories always take all of us by surprise and shock. And also joining us is Sri Girish Jalihal, who's also a part of the Reporters Collective. Someone who is often tracking ministries and in between when he gets time, he agrees to join us for this podcast as well. So, uh... It's a four-part series which Al Jazeera has published and I would urge all the viewers and listeners to take out time and read these stories because it's very important for you and me as a citizen of this country to be aware of what content we are consuming, the rationale behind this content and the authenticity of that content. And Sambhav, I'll first begin with the part two of the series Uh, which is titled Inside Facebook uh, and BJP's World of Ghost Advertisers. Uh, This particular story focuses on firstly the advertisements which were put out by BJP candidates on Facebook. Uh, The period which has been analyzed is that between February 2019 to November 2020, which is very crucial because we had our general election And in between, there were 10 assembly elections, if I'm not wrong. So, uh, when you compare the number of views that the advertisers, which were directly linked to BJP, got, which is around uh, 1.31 billion views, and when you compare it with the surrogate, uh, which did not reveal that, you know, we are linked with BJP, but they also propound and propagate the same kind of content, the views is at par. It's around more than 1.36 billion. What struck me was the number. So the direct uh, uh, advertisements which are coming from BJP sides uh, is somewhere around 26,000, 27,000, the aggregate figure. But when you compare it with the surrogates, their number is 
34,844 to be precise. Help us understand how does such a large volume of surrogate ads surpasses filters on Facebook? Sure. Uh, thanks, Akansha. Actually, before coming to your question, I'll just probably give a little bit of context to what surrogate advertisers are and why they are problematic. Uh, as you rightly pointed out, there have been reports in India and outside about executives in Facebook who have been working to help the ruling party in India. But we really didn't know the scale and impact of this influence of Facebook on Indian elections. And what we started looking at in November 2020 was a data trove of Facebook's political advertisements in India. And there have been about more than 5 lakh ads, uh, five point, almost 5.5 lakh ads placed on Facebook between February 2019 and November 2020. And we started looking at who these advertisers are, how much reach they had, how much money was spent, etc., etc. Almost about 2 million data points in this whole trove we were sort of investigating for almost a year. And we found that lots of advertisers uh, on Facebook do not reveal their identity, who they are, but they do place advertisements in support of BJP. Uh, a lot of times they do reveal identity, but they would not reveal if they are directly funded or connected or authorized by BJP. Now, there is a problem in this. In the Indian law, placing advertisement for a political candidate without being authorized by that candidate or without being funded by that candidate is a crime. It's a punishable crime. That's for two reasons. One, uh, if you're doing so, the political candidates are not accountable for the content which is being put in the advertisements. They can always say that, you know, I didn't put these ads, somebody else put, I don't care. And those ads could be problematic. They could be lies, misinformation, uh, or could be also uh, firing communal, you know, emotions among people. So that's why it's important that these ads are only placed by the candidates or authorized by the candidate. And second is the money. Uh, in the Indian election laws, there is a cap on how much money a candidate can spend. That's because we want the, the election commission and the election laws want all candidates to be at par and money to not influence the election results. But if somebody else puts ads, then that money is not accounted in the candidate's expenditure. So that's why it's not allowed. If somebody is authorized, then their expenditure would be added in the candidate's expenditure. But what we saw on Facebook, that there were a large number of such advertisers who had placed almost, who had placed actually more ads than BJP's official uh, candidates or their pages. And they got almost equal number of views mm. for less money, uh, which means that uh, the visibility of BJP on Facebook was almost doubled by these surrogate advertisers uh, bypassing these uh, these election laws, one. And even Facebook claims that they do not allow this. Mm. And they actually did a cleanup of such pages right before the 2019 elections. But in that cleanup, most of the pages and surrogate advertisers were of Congress, the opposition. Uh, there were only very few in minority so of BJP's. So there was selective usage of their own uh, policy related to uh, the community guidelines. Uh, exactly. Which uh, prohibits impersonation of any kind. Exactly. 
So that's what we found in in this investigation. And you, as you rightly pointed out, the visibility of these ads was was huge, and uh, how we actually could fi find these connections. Some of them, I mean, Girish will reveal. He actually looked at all these identities of these advertisers, who these people are, and we tried to backtrack those connections. And uh, that's how we were able to find some connections, as Girish will explain, and some we could not find any connection. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this actually took us uh, a lot of effort to really get into this whole world, uh, the hidden world of host and surrogate advertisers, which mostly uh, support BJP. And uh, with such a large chunk of uh, surrogate ads, uh, you know, which have, uh, which are believed to have links with the ruling BJP party, making it on the timelines of people, it also shows that there is opacity as far as the sieving uh, mechanism is concerned. So they are not really uh, doing it in a very laborious manner. So uh, could you or Girish also elaborate on what are the flaws in this policy as far as identifying such content is concerned? So uh, since 2018, Facebook claims that uh, it uh, every advertiser has to self-declare uh, their details. So, for example, their address, uh, the website that uh, they uh, are associated with, uh, their funding and so on. Now, uh, as Samba will uh, tell you, we actually experienced this firsthand when uh, one of our co-authors, uh, Miss Nayantara, when she registered herself as a researcher for Facebook, they actually showed up at her residence and they claimed that uh, we are here to check your background and we want to know who you are and uh, why you're doing this. But uh, Facebook claims that it does uh, the same checkup, the same level of checkup for uh, its advertisers as well. But that's clearly not happening, right? Uh, so we analyzed, for example, over five lakh ads uh, from one forty-five odd uh, uh, advertisers, and what we found is that very often the contact details and other details were completely missing. Uh, sometimes uh, we found that uh, the advertisers, for example on two different pages will have the same phone number, but they'll have a different address. Mm -hmm. So someone sitting in West Bengal who's promoting uh, BJP in West Bengal and someone sitting in Bihar who is uh, degrading RJD over there through their ads, they have the same address, uh, so, sorry, they have the same phone number, but different address. We also found uh, instances uh, where the websites were dead or inactive and we could find their archived websites for example which implies that they were active at some point but now they aren't anymore so uh, i think a very good example of this would be four websites that uh, i stumbled on right in the beginning of this investigation uh, nirmamta.com there was a bhakbudbak.com uh, there was another one uh, called modi sangnitish so i mean the names are self explanatory what kind of content they run they're either pro bjp or uh, anti opposition and uh, what we found is that if you look at their websites they're no longer up anymore but if you look at their archived websites for example uh, these websites are exactly the same. They have the same template. Even the content is the same. They have the same disclaimers. Everything is the same. Right. right? So this is one person or one entity that's creating all these fake websites. It's like a shell company of sorts. Exactly. So that every entity can put ads on its behalf. Yeah, it's one entity that's running a web of advertisements on Facebook and uh invariably they all tend to favor the BJP in one way directly or indirectly and uh, 
the Facebook claims, for example, even in these ads, if you look at the ad library, which is where we analyzed all this data from, you will see that Facebook will tell you that we have stopped these ads from running. They have deleted these ads because they violate their guidelines in some way. But there's a problem here. So one, you already got that money for those ads. Two, you allowed those ads to run for 10 days in some instances. Before taking them down. Yeah, and uh, by the time you had taken them down, millions of viewers, their target audience, had already seen it. Hmm. So what's the point of you now claiming that we have taken these ads down because they violate our policy? Right. So we also found that a lot of these advertisers, uh, I mean, earlier we talked about how there was a selective picking of who to, uh, whose ghosts and surrogates not to allow. But what we also found is that uh, Facebook uh, actually allowed these guys to uh, advertise for BJP uh, and uh, their policy did not. I mean, they, they, it completely failed when it came to this. And also, uh, uh, something which I wanted to understand, um, since this is this happens to be a year-long uh, investigative uh, project, uh, the larger uh, sample size is that of 5 lakh ads, and it was narrowed down to 145, um, I believe. So how did this sifting of data happen? And also, uh, our listeners, I, I just wanted to add that uh, Nayantara Ranganathan, whose name uh, Girish just mentioned, is... Uh, the third uh, journalist who has co-reported on the series and unfortunately uh, owing to certain reasons she couldn't uh, join us today. So yes, uh, Sambhav. Uh. Sure. Uh, so there were 5.5 lakh 36,000 ads uh, on in the ad library that were placed between these 22 months the data that we analyzed for. Uh, why we did this 22 months is because Facebook started in February uh, 2019 showing these ads on the ad library. Right before the 2019 elections, they claimed that we are being transparent about the election campaigns on Facebook. And that's when they started displaying political ads in the library. So we have data available since then. That's when the data started generated. We started work on this in November 2020. So we had those 22 months of data. Now, there were 5,36,000 ads. But as Girish mentioned, 145 were the advertisers who placed these ads. So there were a bunch of advertisers who placed large number of ads. So among uh, what we did actually, we identify all the advertisers and we sort of made a shorter data sample, uh, a smaller data sample of all the advertisers who had spent more than 5 lakh rupees. There were lots of advertisers who spent less than this. Yeah. But it just was not uh, in our capacity to go through so much of data of smaller advertisers. So we identify all the big advertisers who spent significant amount, which was more than 5 lakh rupees. And those were about 145 advertisers. Within those 145 advertisers, we identify all the official pages of BJP or their candidates. Similarly for Congress and other parties. And all the official pages, candidates, we sort of... Uh, clubbed them together as official advertisers while the rest who placed political advertisements mm -hmm. but did not declare any official association mm -hmm. or identity etc. We clubbed them as surrogate advertisers. Mm -hmm. And then we found that for BJP there were 23 uh, among these. For Congress there were just two. Mm. And their their advertisements were much smaller, while BJP's, as I said, their advertisements were much higher of these 23, and they almost got double the visibility for, for BJP 
uh, content on on the platform and just, if, if yeah I, sure. i just wanted to add one thing uh, for context here uh, when we say ad, political ads uh, it's actually facebook that classifies these ads as political ads so some uh, private firms they wrote to us saying we don't uh, actually run political ads but to clarify it's facebook that calls them political ads we don't okay um and um like uh, the press release that came out uh, with respect to the ads which were put out by the congress surrogates uh, now if you look at those ads um they seem to be very innocuous ads uh, of course they reflect the sentiment of the party the you know uh, left of center incline uh, of the party and uh, they are attacking uh, the prime minister but there doesn't seem to be something so offensive on what grounds were these ads uh, targeted and and does that sort of uh, send out a message that facebook has applied rules selectively sure uh, so to be honest uh, and to be fair because congress's pages were removed right before the election uh, we haven't we don't know what content they put out later they whatever content they put out before being removed hmm. that's a different time period while for bjp the content that we have analyzed is for post that removal post february 2014 so during these period when uh, in the 22 months when bjp was putting ads and we have analyzed their content some of them were actually lies distorted information to attack the opposition uh, we do not have for that period the the ads that uh for for the pages that were already removed of congress so there mm. is no direct comparison of the content of right. uh, of these two parties content mm. but uh coming to your question uh what facebook claimed at that point when they were removing <coughs> those pages were that these uh pages and adver- advertisers or their accounts were not uh representing their true identity or their true affiliation with the party facebook said that a lot of them were actually linked with the IT cell of Congress, uh, but they did not disclose that association. Now they also said that some of the pages were sort of designed to look like news pages, hmm. uh, or they were talking about current affairs, news, etc. But they were actually all linked to the IT cell of the Congress, and they were placing content which was pro Congress or anti BJP. Now same kind of uh content and same kind of behavior is what we have observed in the surrogate advertisers of BJP hmm. which continued post that there were pages that were designed to look like independent news hmm. sites there were hmm. pages which were actually operating from the headquarters of the BJP but uh they were not disclosing that association so same kind of standards were actually not applied on these uh, pages which to coming to your point does show that there was a selective application of uh, the rules or guidelines of facebook uh, on 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 different parties um also like uh, i just wanted to understand that uh, like you guys have been able to track that there are certain pages which uh, are linked to bjp because uh, at the back end in the address they have mentioned bjp headquarters as their office uh, but this has not happened uniformly so uh, whenever i land on a page uh, there is an about us section so i know that if you know this person is 
let's say a worker or a volunteer of RJD, it shows in about me ka uh, column which is there. Um, how is it that when someone makes an entire page, uh, his affiliation or let's say even if it is a fake address uh, does not find any mention in the back end? Like where is it? Where is this form available which was accessed uh, by the reporters collective and does that also uh, show a certain lacuna in terms of you know making a page on facebook which can be misused entirely so i mean uh, these details are available in their ad library so if you go uh, if you visit their ad library uh, it's, it's basically a database and you can uh, visit any of these advertisers and each ad carries with it certain ad details like who is the advertiser uh, what is the phone number, their address, etc. That's how we were able to locate that some of these pages were operating directly from BJP's headquarters. Uh, they also tell you the number of views, how much money was paid per ad and so on. So that's where uh, we got the data from. As far as uh, the About Us section of the pages go, I don't think they are required to make such extensive uh, disclosures there, hmm. right? Uh, a page can run without an about us section, for example. There are many pages that don't uh, give out any information about themselves, apart from whatever business interests they might have. If they're selling merchandise, which some of these pages are, for example, then you'll find links to that, but they won't actually make active disclosures there. So just to add to what Girish is saying, that's where actually the whole problem lies, right? Because public only sees the page, the about us page, mm, who mm. they are. And that's where they hide the link or their association. They would come up, come across as innocuous community page, volunteers page, doing social service or a news page, as, as I said. But in the back end, in the ad libraries, where we found data that these ads were placed by this particular advertiser whose phone number or whose address is the same as BJP's headquarters. So some were like these. Others didn't have any information there, which mm. is mandatory by Facebook's own standard. So that's the, uh, the, the part where they hide and sort of misrepresent their identity to public. And there is uh, sort of no background check which exists for sure. Like anyone can make a page under any name and can choose not to put any address out there. So Facebook says that it, uh, like Girish pointed out earlier, uh, our colleague Nayantara of AdWatch, when she registered, uh, she had to go through a verification of identity address, etc. Facebook claims that the same level of authentication, verification is required for all political advertisers. So mm. if you register on the platform as a political advertiser, or when you say that I want to place political ads, uh, Facebook claims that it verifies your identity. But it just stops at probably at just verifying the identity, how true the representation of the identity is. I don't know if that's verified. Second, it definitely doesn't verify whether you are connected to a political party, whether right. your affiliations are mm. there or not. Somebody can just, you know, place their identity, their address, etc., etc. But if they are linked or they are funded or they are working with a political party, that's what Facebook doesn't check or doesn't require them to disclose. Uh, do, though it says that later if it finds out, it takes actions. But there is no, there doesn't seem to be a proactive verification of this kind of association. Uh, and interestingly, this should have been required by the election law. So this is required for the print and television hmm. medium. Hmm. The election commission 
of India implements these rules on print and television for any publisher, they the ads have to be coming or authorized by the political candidate or by the political parties or if an advertiser is placing, they have to declare to the print and TV that they are associated with this party or something. Hmm. Um, Election Commission of India did not apply this rule on social media, on Facebook and other platforms. It knew about this loophole. So this loophole, it knew about this loophole since 2013. We, we've seen the right. document that they discussed this internally, but they said that they'll apply this regulation on social media later and they never did. We found out from RTI applications, etc. So they were aware of this, but they still didn't implement this kind of verification or requirement on Facebook. You also mentioned uh, the whistleblower, Francis Hogan. Hmm. We have seen uh, that there were reports uh, that, that came out from the documents that she leaked hmm. that Facebook had actually fronted the, the Internet and Mobile Association of India, which is a, a industry lobby group of right. the Internet providers in India, to lobby with the election commission to not implement strict rule on social media platforms during elections. So there seems to be much awareness internally among election commission of India, Facebook, everyone that there's this loophole. They are not asking for verification of association with political parties, but it continued. Right. So the election commission choosing to turn a blind eye on something as crucial as social media, which plays such a huge role uh, during elections uh, these days, apart from the lobby, which you have said has links with uh, Facebook, all of it further contributed uh, to propagation of such content. Um, and that brings me to the second uh, part of this podcast, where I would like to focus on the part one and part four uh, in the last part of the series, of course, uh, you have done a deep dive on how all of this finally, you know, all these pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, they finally fall into place and you come to know how they are contributing towards polarization. Um, but like when in part one, uh, where you have shown that uh, there is this uh, so-called news organization, which presents itself as a, a news organization, it's called NUJ or NUJ. Uh, but uh, it has been also putting out certain sponsored ads uh, where uh, there were factual errors. Uh, something like saying that Pragya Thakur was acquitted in Malegaon Blast case or distorting a certain statement of Rahul Gandhi to say that he is actually giving respect to terrorist Masood Azhar. Um, how are these ads, the sponsored ads which were put out by New J, different from the ads on behalf of BJP candidates or their surrogates? Like, what was the difference? Right. So, uh, New J, which is funded by Reliance Geo, uh, it, as you said, it it represents itself as a news company, news and media company. Uh, but we looked at the financial documents of the company. It has earned no revenue from news operations in three financial years that we looked at data. So it's really not uh, producing news to to earn any business. Uh, most of its money funded by Reliance goes into buying advertisements on, on Facebook, a large chunk of it. Now, a lot of these advertisements on Facebook, sponsored posts, as we say, do promote BJP or denigrates the opposition uh, leaders 
uh, through distorted informations often as lies you pointed out so the keyword here is sponsored post yeah. so these are not ads per se but these are sponsored posts and this particular uh, organization which is presenting itself as a media organization is putting a large chunk of money behind those sponsored posts so sponsored posts are ads and uh, facebook classifies them as political ads so anything wow. yeah. anything that you uh, that you pay for on pay- facebook any any post that you promote by paying money is an ad on facebook and facebook uh, as girish pointed out in in right before the 2019 elections they said that look uh, because there was a lot of pressure on facebook in other democracies especially in the us that you influence elections through your platform so facebook said okay uh, let's be transparent about the political ads hmm. which they say that any sponsored post any uh, content which is sponsored and paid for which deals with politics or elections they classify them as political ads facebook does that so either the advertiser themselves uh when at the time of placing the ad says that i am placing a political ad they hmm. disclose themselves or if they don't then there is an automated system of facebook which identifies such ads that okay. you know even if the advertiser has not classified them facebook system identifies them if they are dealing with candidates elections uh, or politics during mm. elections uh, they classify them as political ads so news this entities ads were classified as political ads by facebook now another thing uh, facebook does not uh, does not classify such posts politics related posts uh, as political ads if they are placed by authenticated and verified news organizations so if say a wall street journal or a guardian uh, promotes a news story which is about politics by paying facebook then it would not place it as 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 a uh, as a political ad uh, if it's a verified news organization so facebook also clearly doesn't identify news as a news organization now these ads if you see the content as i said when uh, pragya thakur's candidature was announced it says that uh, in the form of a news it's pushing an information which says that pragya thakur has been acquitted of the terrorism charges right. which is not true hmm. she is still going uh, she is still under trial uh, similarly distorted content of rahul gandhi uh, advertisement and there are a number of such ads where in a uh, in a very subtle way they they sort of mock the opposition leaders there were ads about uh, a delhi uh, opposition leader being slept in public by someone and you know they, it it just keeps showing that those visuals while every time glorifying the re- the 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 leadership of the ruling party and these ads were spaced between a stream of content which was non political so it it does come across as you know you are putting a lot of content which is about uh, culture sports non political stuff and and you are uh, and there were lots of viral videos which which are aggregated from social media users and they actually aggregate eyeballs for mm. for your page and in between you place such political advertisements where in a very subtle way to sh- sort of show uh, show different parties in different light and that's exactly even facebook pointed out when they removed and cleaned those large number of surrogate advertisers right before the elections which formed a chunk of it was congress pages and not bjp so they they identify this behavior as problematic but it 
clearly was not up uh, the same rules and same standard was not clearly applied on this page called news uh and other surrogate advertisers and Girish. not not just politicians or uh, election related uh, ads the news also placed ads that were related to the farm protests for example mm. or uh, the ntca protests mm. uh, they even uh, placed ads that are related to the majoritarian sentiment so for example when amazon uh, was selling certain products on its platform that had hindu symbolism and there was a lot of controversy surrounding that news also placed ads related to that which facebook inevitably classified as political and social issues related ads and uh, how are these uh, sponsored ads uh, different from uh, you know when uh, from the content when the publisher uh, who ha- owns the page uh, tries to push it by putting money so is is there a difference between the two like uh, because in his statement uh, newje founder shalab upadhyay uh, who is related to another uh, delhi bjp leader uh, and uh, has links within the ruling party he says well other news organizations also does it and he compares newje to al jazeera and vice uh, so uh, where is the difference as i said facebook uh, does not classify posts by the uh, verified news organizations as 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 political ads but so say example al jazeera or the guardian if they post any um, they promote any post related to politics uh, which is a story news story that they have put then facebook won't so it it has a its own system of identifying who uh, authenticated news organizations are but it doesn't uh, recognize news it doesn't consider news as a news organization and that's why it placed its content as political ads in its library and for any viewer who has liked the news page uh, he would not be able to even differentiate between you know sponsored content and their content which has gone viral because everything would appear on his timeline as part of this quote unquote news media organization yeah you don't actually need to like their page to see their sponsored content so sponsored content is basically to reach out to the people who have not liked your page who don't follow you so even i and i personally don't follow them even i have seen some of those ads pop up on my timeline right so that's the whole game of sponsored ads yeah and and that brings me to the final question uh, which is uh, what you guys have revealed in the final part of the series that how the algorithm of facebook is also structured in a way that it will boost content which is likely to be consumed in large quantity by the masses irrespective of the quality so if it is a hate speech doesn't matter if it is a lynching incident uh, some uh, brutal uh, you know incident crime against women it is likely to get more traffic and hence it would be reaching to a large number of people without any fact check being in place so uh, help us understand what are these structural problems with facebook algorithms and has what has been the official response uh, of the organization on this right so uh, we when we were looking at the data of 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 all these political ads uh, we found that bjp's uh, ads and ads related to even ads placed either by its proxies or bjp get a much cheaper rate 
then uh, the opposition parties and we looked at this data for the entire period of 22 months we also looked at uh, for for this data during each election three months period of election campaign for each of the election and we found that uh consistently bjp has gotten uh, cheaper rates which means that for uh, and these rates are actually uh, uh measured in terms of how many people uh, or how many views an ad get for how much money so we found that for uh, consistently bjp's ads or its surrogates ads uh, got more views for less money than its than its uh, opponents now we looked why this happens uh, as you rightly pointed out uh, we found that facebook's algorithm uh, promotes ads which uh, which it which it thinks that are more relevant to the targeted audience and this relevance is measured in terms of engagement number of likes number of comments clicks etc so if uh, a cert certain content is getting more engagement by a certain viewer or certain user group then facebook algorithm would believe that this content is more relevant to that that user group and it will subsidize those ads so it will promote those ads for less money and what happens is you have a large number of surrogate advertisers of bjp they continuously sort of promote the content of bjp to large number of viewers hmm. they put lot of money uh, which increases engagement on on pre bjp content right this in turn gives discount to even the official pages of bjp so they also get large viewership for less money because their surrogates are working to sort of game this algorithm of 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 bjp now uh, as you pointed out this uh, this this discount uh, for for bjp pages uh, you know a lot of people do say and you also said that there had been statement from from people that this these discounts are okay i mean any any publisher would give certain discount to certain clients hmm. it happens in business hmm. all businesses give some discount to certain certain clients but here the problem is we are not talking about goods or services business we are talking about elections and democracy and uh, the messaging that is and the a messaging part of that it because right. it it puts one party it gives one party better opportunities to reach more voters for less money and you advantage and you advantage while the other smaller parties or uh, parties which have smaller network on facebook they will find it consistently more expensive to to reach more voters so it it basically skews the level playing field in the election election contest and there are uh, in other democracies there are laws like in the us there is a law which sort of mandates that a political advertisement should be at the same price for all candidates at least in the traditional media on tv and radio etc social media is still being debated there while so the this this distortion of pricing in 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 election campaigns has huge impact on on electoral contest and 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 democracy right and uh, just concluding comments from both of you uh, girish and sambhav that uh for any advertisement which comes on my television screen there are ascii guidelines if i have a problem uh with a certain you know messaging of the advertisement like you know people have approached courts if the messaging has been misleading in that sense so moving forward like uh 
how should uh, the government deal with this menace at the policy level uh, even though there seems to be very little inclination but what is the uh, way out of this mess what like you you girish first uh, i think first and uh, most importantly the election commission should take note of the fact that uh, social media ads should also come under its policy and not just print and broadcast ads that will go a long way in ensuring that there is a level playing field at least secondly it should demand answers uh, and more transparency from facebook in terms of how it's giving out its ads so it never actually has made public its precise calculations related to how it uh, allocates a certain number of views uh for the money paid by political parties and why there is a difference in the number of uh, views that a a party has to pay compared to b party for the same amount that they are paying so i mean that level playing field wala argument jo hai that comes into picture here so that those two things i would say are important yeah uh i'll 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 conclude by uh, going back to your previous question so you did point out that there were uh, there were instances of uh, hate speech lynching on facebook etc and facebook does claim that they they sort of uh, ban such such content on facebook they take it down but uh it's it's on case to case basis when something is pointed out then they would say okay this this can't go or when it's escalated they have different uh, in within their own guidelines they have different levels of escalation what they classify as hate speech what they classify as danger level of hate speech there are there those kind of tags and it's completely on the prerogative of facebook right now whether it does classify certain content or not so even if they facebook does there would be some subtle uh, flaring up of communal uh, polarization through these surrogates hmm. which is still passing off on 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 the platform so there is no uniform uh, application of these guidelines uh, and as girish pointed out uh, something that facebook claims it needs to also practice uh, that you know it has to uniformly apply these standards though in the response facebook said that it applies uh, its rules uh, uniformly when we asked those questions uh, to facebook uh, but clearly our data shows that that doesn't happen hmm. uh, and uh, there were facebook did not respond to our questions about certain ads which we pointed out to them that these were misinformation these were lies about the election candidates and these were placed by certain advertisers which does not declare their association so facebook did not respond to those specific uh questions similarly uh, uh news also did not respond to specific questions of the content of certain there ads there has been no response from bjp and yeah election commission its official or, it or, cell or, representative or, or amit malviya for that matter right. because reliance geo we saw in the documents that they do uh decide the content guidelines for news uh but there was no response even from them so uh there are serious questions that uh that we asked them in, before we actually finalize our story we never got response we hope that there are uh, some responses and some cognizance by the election commission of india and facebook uh to the questions raised by uh by 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 our stories right and that brings me to the last segment of this podcast where i'll request my guests to share their recommendations for our listeners so girish do you want to go first he's already pointing fingers at sambhav <laughs> <laughs> yeah sambhav so 
since Girish has pointed fingers at you already. So what are your recommendations uh, for this week? Sure. So we were talking about this subject. I mean, uh, and I would recommend people who want to know more about how political parties uh, in India especially are creating, using social media or other information tools to create a complete alternate realities in the minds of voters. Uh, this amazing book by Shivang, Shivam Shankar Singh and V. Anand. Uh, it's called The Art of Conjuring Alternate Realities. Uh, it describes very well how, uh, how a complete new world of uh, information is created uh, in voters' mind and people's mind. Uh, that's one. And then and this another book uh, by Shojana Zuboff, the Age of Surveillance Capitalism, uh, which is also very good to understand how uh, people's data and surveillance is used to then uh, manipulate their views uh, and, and, and there is a market created for it. And Girish, what are your recommendations? So in complete contradiction to the serious stuff, I will be recommending very light and uh, cute stuff. Basically, uh, first of all, I would like to shill for Mubi, the OTT platform that I really love. Uh, uh, specifically two directors there Abbas Kiyorastami an Iran- Iranian d- director and uh, Wonkar Wai uh, their films I find uh, are very light very nice and uh, they're they great watches basically so I would recommend them uh, and I would also like to act as a surrogate advertiser for one of my favorite shows uh, it's an anime called uh, Naruto so I would like to pr- promote that yeah so okay, I think I'll I'll I can go ahead and share uh, some of my recommendations because I haven't been reading that much. I was on a break after election coverage, so um, I did watch this one documentary on Vice, which is based on uh, life of a so-called Don in Mumbai, uh, how he is, uh, how his rehabilitation happens, and how he uh, goes back to normalcy. Um, and again, it's like uh, it's been shot beautifully and, and you also come to know uh, the life beyond uh, that of being a criminal and how it's very difficult for him uh, to, you know, uh, go back to a very routine uh, life on a day to day basis. Um, my second recommendation uh, would be uh, I just watched this movie, Madam Chief Minister, by in which uh, starring Richa Chadha. And I kind of liked it. It's a one-time watch, a very typical uh, kind of masala movie from based on the Hindi heartland. Um, so you can watch that if uh, you're interested in understanding uh, how politics and caste hierarchy works in the state of Uttar Pradesh. Okay, so uh, now that we have the recommendations, uh, just one final uh, announcement. Uh, there is going to be an interaction uh, an audio interaction with my colleague Prateek Goyal on Discord on uh, 24th March uh, based on his recent story uh, which exposes the hate factory uh, by the BJP again uh, under the uh, name of Prashasak Samiti which has had a role ahead of assembly elections in UP. Uh, this, is, uh, this interaction is only for our subscribers. So if you have any other queries or feedback then do join us uh, for this session 
and listeners if you are hearing this podcast on iTunes Stitcher or any other podcast platform log on to newslaundry.com where you can check out ground reports interviews and some of the other stuff that we do and on that note this podcast is adjourned all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel 